Hey guys, it's Jonathan Mizell. Hey, this is Chris Evans. Hey, this is Tommy Powers from TommyPowers.com, and we're rocking it out on Traffic Jam. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey there, listeners. What's up? Welcome back to Traffic Jam. This is show number 67 of the podcast that teaches you how to get more traffic to your website and build a profitable audience online. I'm your host, James Reynolds. Grateful and excited to have you listening into the show today. Hopefully we're back in the groove after a few weeks of kind of intermittent recording. I think we are. I'll do my best to keep it that way. And uh, because we are back in the groove, I don't want to do too much more than jump straight into the content. Going to be talking today about YouTube advertising with Tommy Powers, which is super topical and super up to date and relevant because there's a lot of conversation happening about YouTube advertising out there in the community especially at a recent event that I was speaking at. So many people doing great stuff with YouTube, especially retargeting. And I think that conversation will peak up in this interview. Now, before we get to the recording of the interview, just a reminder to head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 67, which is the episode page for this show where you'll find a full transcript of the recording, an MP3 download, plus you'll also be able to join in on the discussion for this show. So let's get straight into the content. We're going to be recording today with Tommy Traffic. That's what he goes by. His name is Tommy Powers and he's a traffic specialist that really focuses on Google AdWords, Facebook, Bing and YouTube. And that is the topic of today's show. So join me in welcoming to Traffic Jam, Tommy Powers from TommyPowers.com. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to the interview section of episode 67 of Traffic Jam. And today we're joined by Tommy Powers, and we're going to be talking all about YouTube advertising. So, Tommy, welcome to the call. Thank you, James. Thank you. Well, good to have you here. Let's jump straight in. Don't like to sort of extend the preamble too much. Let's talk about YouTube. There's one billion unique visitors, I believe, each month on YouTube, I guess of which probably about 998 million are dudes seeking entertainment in cat videos, you know, literally kind of hovering over the cursor, ready to skip the ad button as fast as they can. You know, we've all seen YouTube ads. Most of us get pretty pissed off by them. Why the heck should we be interested in YouTube advertising? Oh, man, you got me cracking up about the cat videos. Um, I mean... Exactly what you just said, you know, one billion unique visitors. Uh, so when you start talking about uh, all of the video that all of those billion people consume, you're talking about a lot of traffic. OK, and uh, the reason why we should be paying attention to it, you guys should be doing this is because it's the next big thing. 
and it's already kind of, you know, the, with the speed of broadband is really increasing around the world. Uh, video consumption is going to continually to increase as that goes up. So that means your the eyeballs of people that you want to reach are there. And currently, uh, about 80% of that inventory goes unsold. So it's a huge opportunity for you to get in, you know, in the early stages and, and take advantage of it while it's still super cheap. Okay, so is that the thing then? There is so much inventory available that the opportunity literally lies in the cost of the traffic probably being exceptionally low because there's few advertisers competing over those inventory placements. Absolutely correct. Okay, so let's talk numbers. Traffic Jam listeners like the cold hard facts. What sort of prices are we talking about, you know, on a CPC basis for traffic on YouTube? So the thing about YouTube is they don't sell traffic on a CPC basis. It's all sold on a cost per view basis. So everything that you do, you have to look at it from a cost per view standpoint, simply because, I mean, technically you can generate clicks, but the way that you do that is YouTube, Google is not going to measure, and obviously Google owns them, but they're not going to measure the way they charge you or anything related to cost per click or anything like that. If you want those figures, you have to actually figure them out on your own. In their dashboard, they're only going to show you views, cost per view, and that sort of thing. So when we break it down to cost per view, um, when you're talking U.S., you know, Canada, U.K., Australia, like the top top tier, uh, you can get it anywhere from five to twelve cents is a good range per view uh, to pay for quality. You know, now when you start getting the lower cost per view, the typically they run that on lower quality video traffic, right? So you want to get the high, high quality inventory, you got to be willing to bid a little higher. And that's that's about an average number. It goes up from one market to the next. Obviously, that's because of you know, uh some markets are more competitive than others because. There are people that are already advertising in those particular niche markets, uh, if you will, you know, verticals or whatever you call them. Different people have different terminology, but uh, some verticals are, are competitive now, uh, but a lot of them aren't. And so that's why I kind of use that range. But when you start talking international outside of top tier, uh, I mean, you, you know, a penny, you can get a penny, two cents views is very, very common. Mm, interesting. So we're talking about a range of five cents to twelve cents, probably on average. How does that compare to something like Facebook, which also works on a you know cost per view, a CPM type basis, or even they also have video type ads on Facebook as well? What would be the comparison between those two types of advertising medium that our listeners would be used to? So Facebook, in comparison, in terms of quality, it's right on par. With, with Facebook quality. The only difference is with YouTube, it's a video media. I mean, people go there expecting to watch video, whereas, you know, maybe that's changing now, but I don't think people like go to Facebook saying, I'm going to go watch videos, even though there's a lot of video being uploaded now. I think that's kind of changing. So I'm kind of saying that kind of where we are now. I think eventually that's going to change. But as of now, uh, people want to watch video, typically they go to YouTube to do it. On Facebook, on the other hand, 
Facebook video views right now, because the platform is so new and a lot of not a lot of the advertisers are taking advantage of it. Depending on how you run, I mean, you could get views for super cheap. I'm talking less than a penny per view if you know what you're doing. So, I mean, it's hard to kind of make it an apples to apples comparison other than from a standpoint of the quality of traffic. It's it's on par. That's an apples to apples comparison. But everything else is kind of because Facebook has so many different uh, ways that you can advertise and market a video on there. It's so difficult to kind of really compare them, you know, head head to head in terms of prices and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess like Facebook and like Google's own display network, YouTube has got also several types of ad unit, right? I mean, we've been speaking about video in its sort of generic term, but there are other ad unit types available. Which do you use yourself, Tommy? Well, I use all of them because for me uh, personally, I have an agency. So we have clients and we're, we're, we're always testing everything. Like that's our job to, to know. But the one that I recommend anyone, like if anybody, no matter what they're doing, can go to YouTube starting out, I tell them to go for in-stream. In-stream, in my opinion, can work for anybody. And the reality is there's more traffic I don't know if there's more traffic there. I don't know. Maybe it is, but it just seems like it's so much traffic there. And it's just the it is it's where it's at on YouTube, in my opinion. Okay. In stream ads. Well, in stream ads, I guess we should just give this some context. These are the ads that come up in the actual stream, the video itself, typically at the front, but also I guess sometimes within the video as well. Would that be a, a fair explanation? Exactly. Okay, cool. So I guess to do in-stream ads, we're going to need to have a video to advertise. What types of video do you suggest someone creates for advertising on YouTube? So we have two basic, uh, you know, methods. One is going to be branding and the other one is going to be direct response. And now under both of those categories, you can have quite a bit of different like, you know, what is your what is the the goal that you want to achieve but branding really, you know, for most people, I mean, most most people that we work with, we don't tip, typically run branding campaigns. We run more direct response. So for us, it's really the short videos, very strong call to action, very specific, really, really hitting on a pain point or a need in the marketplace and to capture their attention, to get them off of YouTube. That's really kind of how we structure them. Usually that's less than a minute. You know, that video is less than a minute. Sometimes we run them a bit longer, but typically those are more like you can do uh, remarketing. Some people call it retargeting. Google calls it remarketing. Uh, with those, actually, you can continue a conversation. So with those, typically you can get away with them being a little longer because, you know, even if you're not branding, you can continue the conversation so it's a lot of things that you can kind of play with. And that kind of depends on what market you're in and how people respond to your in your market. If it's a very, you know, educational market that you got to use in order to sell people, that those things come into play. But generally, that's kind of how we break it down. And again, branding is just a, you know, sometimes we do use a bit of branding. Uh, but what we can do with that typically is with the remarketing, right, where 
they already are familiar with us on some degree. And so we want to stay in front of them to stay top of mind awareness. But mostly what we're trying to do is direct response. The first thing we want to do is get their attention and get them away from YouTube so that we can get them in an environment we control. And then we can get them to take some sort of action. And then from there, we can follow up with remarketing, you know, branded campaigns, you know, just putting like different messages out there, just continuing conversation type stuff. Yeah, well, both you and I are, are marketers, so we understand the concept of direct response. But it seems to me that most people advertising on YouTube don't understand the concept of direct response. I mean, I rarely, if ever, see an ad with some form of call to action in it, right? I mean, they are typically branding pieces which actually have kind of no sense at all in, in most scenarios. So how do you typically construct a good direct response ad and what would that call to action typically be? So first and foremost, you have to understand your audience first and foremost. And when you know your, when you know and you understand your audience, then you're going to craft your ad based around that because you want to know what they what they want and then you want to relate that into what you can provide right and then the messaging is really built around you know what's that pain point or that that um the, the thing that they're looking for that's going to make their life better that you can provide them and how can you relate that to them and then so then we want to use that type of um in you know marketing towards them in terms of saying you know something like you know, for traffic, for example, hey, are you still struggling to get, you know, profitable traffic to your website? Well, check it out. I just wrote a, you know, 20 page report that's going to walk you through the steps to how you can actually do this starting today. Like you can read this report in a few minutes and you can be on your way. Check it out. Go to my website. And then when you get there, you can put your email in and download this report, you know, something to that effect. Right. Because the person that I'm targeting is someone who wants to get more traffic or who want to, you know, get profitable traffic. And so I'm going to capture that attention because that's usually a pain point. Right. And when we have clients, they come to us because they struggle getting the traffic to do what they wanted to do or whatnot. Right. So that's kind of the idea, you know, of how to kind of construct it. Uh, but, you know, it varies from that as well, you know, and I like to use a little, I like when my clients, I tell them to use their personality because that separates them from the other people. You always want to have kind of unique uh, proposition and not sound like everybody else. So it's one thing to say that other people may be using that. So to use your own personality or your own, you know, kind of spin on it, if you will, we like to do that as well. Now, you mentioned there that, we could use perhaps a free report as a download. What are the best offers that you've experienced? And I guess this is a very broad question, and I'm sure you're going to say it depends on the market <laughs> and what you're actually offering. But what tends to be some of the best sort of funnels from YouTube? Where should we send people to? One of the things that's working extremely well for us outside of the internet marketing niche uh, is webinars. Okay. You know, in the internet marketing niche, everybody knows about them right there. The, the novelty of them has worn off completely. Right. But outside of internet marketing in these other markets, they don't use webinars at the level that we do, uh, when we're selling to other marketers, right? These other markets that's not selling to marketers. They don't, they don't really leverage the webinar model that great. So one of the things that we've been able to be extremely, you know, do extremely well with is, inviting people to a live event, you know, to a live 
a webinar or even a live stream or what have you. Uh, we already know that they like watching video. They like the medium, that type of medium. So a webinar is typically a good fit for their audience because they are already kind of into that live stream type of environment with video. Yeah, interesting. Now, we've covered off a few points here in terms of kind of constructing a video. We said if we're doing it for direct response, we probably want to keep the length uh, reasonably short, perhaps under a minute. We want to have a strong call to action. But what about the video itself? I guess there are several ways that we could produce this. We could do, you know, a, a screen type capture. We could have something, you know, beautifully produced with, you know, camera crews. We could do, you know, a face to camera type video. What are those videos that you're finding most success with? Like the talking head, you know, an actual person on camera talking, you know, into the camera, reading the script. Typically, you want to have it scripted out to some degree. It doesn't have to be 100 percent scripted out or, or, or follow it 100 percent. But you want to have a script that you follow, follow as you're talking into the camera. Those work extremely well. Uh, they, they, the production quality don't have to be like through the roof on them. Uh, but one point that I will make about that is. The thing that I see a lot of people making, a, the problem that they do is they want to go and do all of this extra stuff to create this super fabulous video, right? I don't recommend that. I recommend do the least, not saying, you know, uh, I know some people are concerned about their brand and that sort of thing, and I get that, but what's the least amount of effort you can put into creating a video that you can run? Because you want to test it at first. Because you don't really know what's, whether it's going to work or not. And you may have to have a couple iterations before you find something that works. And that's when you want to go and spend all of your marketing dollars and really investing in really making it knock, you know, to really knock them out if you really want that great, super, superb quality. And that's that's one of the things I see a lot of people, you know, doing that they shouldn't be at first. Yeah. And I guess your point here is that people could use the barrier of, hey, you know, I, I need to consider this like a, you know, full-blown TV production style ad when really most of us have probably got the equipment already in our pockets or, you know, kicking around our desk somewhere to actually produce an ad probably in the next sort of 20 minutes or half an hour if we really wanted to, right? Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's now look at perhaps how we might target people on YouTube. There's a bunch of options, I guess, similar to Google. You've got age and location and, you know, interest-based targeting. But there's also some cool stuff like targeting ads on specific YouTube channels, if you wish. What's your favorite way to target users on YouTube, Tommy? I would say, uh, well, it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but if I was giving advice to someone, I would tell them to start targeting placements, right? And that's basically what you're talking about, where you just mentioned specific videos. What you want to do is find videos that are very relevant to what you have to offer, and then you want to run your ads, your in-stream ads on those videos. That's 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 the me targeting method that I recommend. Just you know, if I'm if I'm having that conversation with me personally, like we'll. You know, we 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 do it all, right? So it's like I'll say whatever one works, right? But that's gonna be the one that's most likely gonna work the best just about any for about anybody. Yeah. So I guess in your case, perhaps even mine, we could target a video on how to generate traffic to your website and then put on the back of that 
a service that just does it for them, right? It takes all the hassle away of having to do it. I guess that's really what we're talking about, isn't it? Right. Cool. We mentioned it already, retargeting. In fact, I've just got back from a conference in Australia where one of the kind of core themes was retargeting website video, sorry, website visitors with video ads, in many cases kind of featuring case studies or testimonials for your product or service. Would you agree that's a good campaign to implement? Absolutely, I agree. I mean, remarketing, retargeting, whatever you want to call it, that person has already been introduced to you in some capacity. So now you're just trying to continue the conversation. Hey, check out this case study that I did. Hey, check out what will my, my customers have to say about me, right? Every time you add another piece to, to, to continue in that conversation, it's just another additional way for you to like eventually convert them and to get them to, you know, do, do, do the thing that you want to do, sell them whatever you're selling them or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, let's maybe talk about some sort of action steps and some next things to do. For those of our listeners who haven't yet run a YouTube ad campaign, what do you suggest is the first campaign perhaps that they set up and what might be the steps to go and implement that? So, we're going to so it's either you if you're already getting traffic, the first thing you need to do is go and set up remarketing. You need to put Google remarketing pixel on your website so that you're building a remarketing list through Google AdWords. And then with that list, you can actually set up a campaign to target those people when they're on YouTube watching videos. You can hit them with your remarketing video. That would be the absolute first thing I would do, assuming you're already getting traffic. Now, if you're not already getting traffic and you want to run then I would recommend a placement targeting campaign. And that's what we talked about earlier, finding videos that are extremely relevant to what you have to offer and then putting your ad in front of those people. Got it. We've already covered off one objection and that might be that I haven't got the equipment or the budget to do advertising on YouTube. What other objections do you regularly come up against, Tommy? Typically, it's just the video creation thing you know get it having a video i mean you also get you know with in-stream uh ads uh and they call them true view in-stream is like the technical term for it uh you do need to be compliant to run that and because google wants you to have a destination url and you need a place to send people so what a lot of people have a problem with is you know, being compliant or, you know, Google has, you know, suspended their account in the past or things of that nature. That's another um, objection that I do get a lot. And uh, with in-stream, yes, you do have to be compliant. So that, that I, I mean, there's no way around that. It's, it's, it's an objection that I get, but it's like, if you can't get an AdWords account, you can't run it. I mean, I can't, what else? You know, that's the thing. It's like, well, do I have to have AdWords to run this? It's like, absolutely. There's no way around that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but, uh, and yes, you have to be compliant. Um, so if you can't do those things, then you won't be able to do, uh, you won't be able to run you know, in-stream ads. And is there anyone that YouTube advertising might not be for? Oh, wow. They got a list of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you'd have to look up Google's, uh, their list of, you know, basically AdWords for video 
is really what YouTube ads are, right? It's still Google AdWords. It's just AdWords for video. So all the rules that apply to AdWords apply to YouTube ads. So if you can't, you know, if you fall into one of those categories for AdWords, it's the same thing as apply with YouTube. But outside of those, every, everything else, everything else is good. Awesome. Well, you, of course, have got a site, TommyPowers.com. I think you sort of share strategies on YouTube advertising and the sort of broader paid advertising medium. Where might we head people off to? Would that be a good place or is there anywhere else that we suggest our listeners go to check you out, Tommy, on the web? Yeah, that'd be a good place. That's that's my main blog. I don't blog as much, but that's my main hub that, you know, if you if you hit that site in wanted to get in contact with me, there's ways to do it there that I get. I'll see it. Awesome. Well, to you, the listener, if you want to get links to Tommy's site and some of the other resources mentioned in today's show, head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 67, where you can also join in on the discussion for this episode. So I guess all that remains, Tommy, is for me to thank you for coming on. This is super topical right now. I think YouTube, as you rightly said, is one of the hot topics of conversation sort of in the marketing space, you know, due to some of the reasons that we laid out on this show. So thank you to you for giving us such a great introduction to it. No doubt. Thank you for having me. So there you go, listener. That was Tommy Powers for a session all about YouTube advertising. Thank you for listening in to Traffic Jam 67. We will, of course, be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher Radio by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes or trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. You can get all of the resources and a full downloadable MP3 and transcript of today's session by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 67, where you can also join in on the discussion for this show. Now, we end this week's episode with a track chosen by Tommy Powers. He's opted for a Michael Jackson track, which I don't believe we've had on the show just yet. And he's gone for You Want to Be Starting Something. Stop.
You've been listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com. Traffic